You can find out where the next and the nearest restart parties are happening by going over to the restartproject.org and clicking on events. Welcome to the Restart Podcast. I'm Dave Pickering and I make podcasts and I spend most of my life online, but I've got no idea how to fix anything. But I've been invited to a party. It's called a Restart Party. And this party might just help me to understand the technology that I use every day and all the time. But what is a Restart Party? place to bring your broken electronics to get help fixing them the name is a clue really it's it's a party in inverted commas you go along you meet people you never met before you engage with them it's a nice fun atmosphere the people that turn up as restarters like myself are generally into fixing things so they enjoy it as well and if you bring something along that was broken and gets fixed, it's, it's a very positive outcome for, for everybody. The Restarters will help you remove all the frustrations from electronic Google debug and will help you understand how it works and try to fix it. It gives you power over what you use instead of just throwing out things and buying again and give a second life. A fun way to help the planet and go to new places and learn something. Well, it's a party very much so because we want people to have fun, have a good time and have a social opportunity to interact with others. And it's a restart party because people come with a hope that they can learn something more about a device that's broken or malfunctioning by being paired with a volunteer who has more experience in taking apart, troubleshooting and repairing that kind of device. And that could be... Uh, printer. One of the, the color cartridges is low. That impedes to print even in black colors. Or a laptop. I dropped my laptop with some earphones in it and rammed inside and just shattered. Toaster. A kettle. It doesn't heat up. The light comes on so it's not just the fuse. I could have changed that myself. Beyond that, I wasn't quite sure. Or a mobile phone. A pair of headphones. One time we had a lightsaber. Like, not a child's <laughs> lightsaber. Apparently there are actually lightsabers for adults yeah sadly Um, we couldn't repair it but it was a wonderful moment the emphasis is on learning we do try and repair everything if possible and obviously there are some constraints around safety but but the emphasis around learning but even so our data shows that we fix or improve around 40 percent of the things that come in and another about five percent of people go home ready to finish the repair themselves which Mm -hmm. is also really cool so that was the voices of some of the restarters and some recordings from some restart parties. Because this is the first episode of the Restart Podcast, in party terms, today is that awkward bit at the start of the night, the introductions. Speaking of which, you've heard their voices already, but let me introduce you to our host. Hi, I'm Janet Gunter and I co-founded the Restart Project with Ugo. Hi, I'm Ugo Valari and I met Janet in London uh, through a series of friends working in international development and technologies. In future episodes, we'll be telling stories about and around what Restart does and documenting some of the fixing and learning that happens at Restart parties. If I came in through this door today, first of all, there's lots of tables dotted all around with uh, different people 
working on different electrical problems. And then I would come to you, you're at a desk. I always like to say I'm like the maitre d' of the, the restaurant. The maitre d', right, yeah. of so the restaurant. So I would greet you and figure out like what size table you need, so what's wrong with your device, so to ask you a couple questions. And then I list you though, so we have a public list so people can see where they are on a waiting list. And usually people get like assigned to a volunteer quite quickly, although there's some events where it's really hectic and each volunteer has a different skill set. So I my role is to see that people get a chance to work with a repairer quickly, but sometimes they have to wait longer if they have like a more obscure or right. difficult repair. So yeah, my job is to kind of manage expectations and greet people and figure out what's wrong with right. stuff that comes in. I guess when somebody's coming yeah. in and they're a repairer, they can look down the list and go, that's Absolutely. something I know about. Absolutely. And then I'll go and help that one. Yeah. And when you, after a while, you start to get a feel for who's good at what, and you also, I start to cluster the repairs so that, you know, everyone working on a laptop is in one area, everyone um, working on, you know, resoldering something is in another area. So that's what a restart party sounds like. But what are the parties and Restart in general trying to achieve and how did Restart get started? You are kind of the co-runners of the Restart project, is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean we we got together and started running these community events which we call Restart Parties and what we noticed from that was that there was something bigger that could come out of it. So we started running regular events and then a community kind of emerged and that community also helps us like d- determine the direction of our work and it keeps us very focused on what people want and need and not you know just like super hip or innovative or things that just aren't real and i and i guess part of what makes the project a bit different from other let's repair something together projects is that we didn't even know at first that it was going to be primarily about repair, but it was always about Mm -hmm. helping people truly own the products that they have bought and uh, regaining control by learning how to use them better, learning how to use all the features so that they wouldn't feel like they had to upgrade without knowing what they already could do with the stuff they already Mm had. And that's how we ended up doing repairs because people were frustrated about you know, wanting to upgrade and make the most of what they had and were frustrated about not finding a way to repair things. But it also opened our eyes to a much bigger agenda around the way things are made, the conditions of people producing them, the way waste is managed and yeah. the way people regain skills by working together meeting new people in their community. The community of volunteers emerged from the very beginning and we have about 40 active volunteers who we call restarters in London and then there are other people convening the events and hosting these parties. But while it's just the two of us working full-time and we're working with a couple of other people on freelance basis, there's a much bigger community of volunteers and interested people who we work with. Hi, I'm Halima Kundi. I found out about Restart on Meetup's website. Meetup website is a website where people create groups about uh, similar interests. You can meet new people and do cool stuff. I was always attracted by electronical stuff and uh, do-it-yourself work. So when I heard about the Restart Party, one of my friends said, why don't we just try out? So I came, uh, had my laptop to uh, repair, and uh, one of the Restarter helped me opening it out and uh, cleaning it. And then at 
just thought I want to learn more about that. Um, so to give back and to help people get the power over their electronic devices. I come here almost once a month to learn from other restarters and then be able to help people out. So your interest in fixing things, yes. is it also about a wider sense of how we use oh, our appliances and stuff? Yeah, exactly. There's how we use our appliances, how our appliances use us right, as well. Right. The impact we have on Earth and the amount of waste we do. So it's just trying to, to work a little on that. I think every, every little helps to just become less harmful to the environment. If you are at a party or you're going to do a presentation, how do you yeah. sum up the Restart project, you know, in a couple of sentences? Well, we're difficult because we're, we're, we're registered as a charity and our mission is to fix our relationship with electronics. And that's big. We're talking about being more sustainable, feeling better, just a rethink of the way we use electronics. But we're also a social, a social enterprise. enterprise. Yeah, in a nutshell, we are a charity and a social enterprise, challenging people both in communities and in companies to reevaluate the way they relate to electronics and think about using them for longer and in a smarter way. How did the Restart Project come to be? Like, What was the inspiration, the moment when you came up with it? Because both of us have worked for a number of years in the Global South in international development, bringing and using technology, whether social media or new ICTs to help people improve their social and economic development. We became dissatisfied every time we were coming back to Europe with the way things were here, with the rate right. of buy, throw away, recycle, buy again that we were seeing here compared to countries like Brazil or Kenya where we worked, where people would never even dream of throwing something away and well, everything. Well, certain people. Yeah, certain a lot people. of people. A right. lot of people. Right. Yeah, um, I would never think of throwing stuff away yeah. if it could be repaired. So we, we had this dissatisfaction and we wanted to make a difference in the places where we were from and not just in places where we would go and work as experts from elsewhere. And that's how we started the conversation. We started talking about this, yeah, at a professional meetup. And it was kind of like, we should do something, you know, this is frustrating. We were both somewhat disenchanted with just also the international aspect of our work. So we started talking about it. And then I remember we, we read an article about the repair cafes in Holland. It's a similar thing to what we're doing now. And I just remember reading that article. I think I, 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 think I called Ugo and I was like, What's stopping us from doing our own, like doing our own version of that that really focuses on electronics? And so I think after we read that, we scheduled the first restart party at a pub. I think we were on some BBC podcast. The word got out on different email lists and through our networks. And a lot of people turned up, you know, and not only a lot of people needing help, but a lot of volunteers, people we didn't expect, we didn't know. What we realized then is that the best way for it to grow is just to, to, to arrange regular events. So from then on, we started scheduling at least one a month. And since about, I'm trying to think, the end of... 2012. Yeah, for about the end of 2012, we've been running two restart parties uh, a month in London, north and south. And the thing just kind of snowballed. We've got more volunteers, more interests. This is a digital radio, right? Yeah, it's a DAB radio. That feels as though there may be a screw in there, but it feels like something hard rather than just plastic. I don't know, maybe not. 
then we can get the power supply board off. And it's one of it's one of these capacitors, I think. Yeah. What happens with capacitors? If they are blown, you normally see them bulging. Right. It's normally like ripped open, and you, you, you see that some of the, the bits from the inside of the capacitor is, is leaking out. So we can we can replace it anyway. I mean, I'd I'd say Just let's let's try. Heat up the pin until the solder melts, and then we're going to try and pre-hold that. Yeah, that, that, that helps. If, you, if, if I heated that pin up and then angled the capacitor back and forth, we can sort of wriggle that the capacitor out. If we make sure we're holding the pin before we cut it off with the, with the wire cutters, it'll stop it from flinging around and maybe poking someone in the eye. You want to make sure you're holding the pin when you're, when you're, when you're cutting it off. Yeah, we'll replace that capacitor. We'll plug it in uh, and see if it works. Otherwise, we might have to come back and uh, try something else. Well, we did a small training about how to do your own, and then people in Hackney started running their own restart parties. Within London, it's grown. Now we have about, I'd say, about four or five restart party hosts that are independent of us, and we're helping people in other places like Cambridge and Coventry and all over the UK and all over Italy, where Ugo's from to run their own and that's been really fun because we didn't really feel the need to own this we think in the end just like the repair cafe unlocked something in our mind you know why can't we unlock this idea for other people and let them just run with it right and it's great really when you start seeing people that you have inspired that take the conversation further and for example i'm quite inspired by the people in florence that are running somewhat regular restart yeah. parties and they recently got interviewed in an online video and they were saying quite the same things with exactly the same angle, bringing together not just the discontent with the ecological state of things, but also the social aspects around our relationship with technology. And it really is at that point that you realize that we're not alone and it's a community that kind of starts ping-ponging ideas. But also that there's like a zeitgeist, you know, that it's, we didn't, I don't, I'm, I don't assume that they ever read everything we ever wrote or that they even saw us talking about this. It's that it's, it's just that relevant for them. Mm. And in some groups have mixed this with bicycle repair and kind of remixed the restart party. And we really like that idea. At this point, we're a growing network, but it's all very organic. And we see ourselves as just potentially adding some value, helping people work through some of the issues around risk, um, safety, and also demonstrating their impact. So we're helping create a tool that will help other people to show the environmental impact of their restart parties, their repair events. Right. So, so that's kind of the stage we're at. Are either of you kind of natural restarters yourselves? <laughs> well, we started literally yeah. the very first yeah. restart micro event was yeah. when... Janet and I took apart That's her true. laptop and increased the amount of memory in it while drinking a nice bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I then, thought, because it was one of those things where I could have done it, you know, there's a tutorial, but I just like to do it with someone who feels a little more confident about, you know, unscrewing the stuff. So, right. And that's exactly why we started it. So Hugo's not like necessarily a genius, but he's, he's, he's that much more comfortable with that kind of stuff. I tried it for many years. I yeah. remember, you know, like 25 years ago, I was helping people that were struggling with their limited amount of RAM on their desktop ancient computers to play <laughs> video games. And, you know, yeah. I was the guy who was helping them clear yeah. the memory. And so I continued to try things out. And mm -hmm. I've only learned how much more competent restarters are by seeing the kind of people who have yeah. joined us. And, you know, like I am still 
very much of a beginner compared to mm. the kind of inspiring, very, very skilled volunteers. What's your name? Uh, John Capello. And you are a restarter? A, a restarter, yeah. I volunteer at the restart parties. What was it that made you interested in becoming a restarter? As a person, I like to A, fix things and B, help people. That's my nature. Uh, for a job, I do IT support, so I spend my days fixing things and helping people. And that's what I like to do as a person. I'm also quite concerned about the amount of stuff that you can buy that is made in a factory in China, brought all the way over here, it works for a certain period of time and when it stops working it goes straight into a bin a lot of the time and perhaps not even recycled and I'm, I'm quite concerned about the amount of stuff that happens like that and I want to do whatever I can to minimise it as much as possible. What are your best fixes? Oh, a CD player, there's little plastic gears in there that engage, one of those have got stuck or broken I don't know but it worn the gears off and I just happened to have a plastic bag full of gears that I happened to buy many years ago for a project that I never used them all so I had a part to actually fix it because generally when you see things like that someone needs to go away and find the part and then either come back to another party or get someone else to fix it but I happened to have the bits so it was quite unusual that I happened to have the part required at the time so I was quite pleased about that one. And you can't fix everything that comes in I guess? No, no, no not at all. A lot of the time a really important part of this is, is engaging with people that actually turn up and say you've done the right thing but it isn't repairable so now you need to do the right thing again and that's not just chuck it in your bin at home is to take it somewhere where it will get recycled well like most restarters i've never managed to fix a toaster percentage wise of things that you actually fix probably quite low i would think but i guess you learn something when you're trying to fix something whether you manage to fix it or not i know absolutely i mean it's all about a sharing of knowledge and i get knowledge as well it's someone turns up with something that i've not seen before I get to look inside it and you get to understand how they're built and what sort of components are in them and are they fixable. So I had just had a Mac Mini. They, they have surface mount capacitors and resistors in them, which are very, very small things, which are almost impossible to change. But other stuff like DVD players will have proper components in that you can actually get in, you can take them out and you can replace them. I don't have a technical background almost at all. It's an asset to us in the sense that I'm the average participant in a restart right. party and I see things from the lens of, I really like this thing and I want to use it, but it's driving me crazy and I don't know what's going wrong. So in a sense, I, I am really empathetic with the majority of people that might come to our restart party. So as I'm the communicator and the blogger and the kind of online networker, I think I bring that and it really appeals to people. If, if I were just an absolute you know, a geek in every way, that might kind of, it might miss the mark a bit. It right. might make it harder to reach a larger audience. So we bring both, we bring both. We bring a slightly geekier side, but also like just the kind of, you know, oh my God, uh, why does this have to be so complicated perspective? Yeah. And you learn also what is the next step, mm -hmm. which is perhaps look for more professional repair support or give up and recycle it in the most environmentally friendly way, which is always a problem, but at least we remind people that disposal of this product should be done in certain ways. So, so we're all about kind of, we don't want to give people the easy out in a sense, but we also want to give them options. I guess we want to, we want to say, look, this is your device. You know, you bought it. You need to take it to the recycling facility or sell it for spare parts. We do get people kind of trying to also just kind of offload responsibility. It's often really tempting, kind of out of sight, out of mind, but we don't let people leave stuff. And we often tell people where the nearest recycling facility is. You know, th there's a lot of emphasis on recycling. 
in all of the kind of environmental communications, communications from the councils. And that's really important, but we think that the first step is trying to get people to use what they have for longer. And that the people that do that will be the recyclers. You know, they will be the people who dispose of things responsibly. So also it's important to realize that we're not aiming to substitute with our events the repair mm -hmm. economy not at all we want to inspire people to mm -hmm. repair more both by themselves when it's possible feasible convenient but also to seek mm -hmm. out help professional help and help a new generation mm -hmm. of community repair businesses to yeah. emerge we, right. we started also because we were dissatisfied with the lack of repair options, also commercial repair options for a number of these devices. But we are very supportive of those mm. repairs that are still out there and they're providing their services for affordable fees. And we want more of this happen and we want people to yeah. consider repair the default option when something yeah. goes wrong. My name's Sammy. What was it that made you interested in becoming a, a restart volunteer? I saw them on Click fixing the journalist's iPad and it's something I mean I've always fixed bits at home and I'm an engineer by study so it's something I've always done since I was little so I enjoy fixing so I thought I'll come down and help other people. What's your favourite thing you fixed at a restart party? The uh, PSP that came to the one in Enfield the back door wouldn't shut and we had to take the screen off the front off to get the back off to get to the thing and then it was just a little uh, put it back in the, in the groove and then it worked Brilliant. Put it all back together. You don't fix everything that comes along? No, no, um, no, don't fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not always about fixing. I mean, that's great if you, yeah, I've got it fixed, it's working again, but it's also about undoing it, finding out what's inside, how look how people have solved problems and, and got things together and what they do, but as well as fixing something. Right, so you and also the person who's yeah. brought the thing in and learned yeah. something each yeah, time. Yeah, because the, the PSP was, as a kid, he was about 10, so he first time he ever used a screwdriver. Right. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you don't necessarily get taught that really at no. the moment these days so much. So that's no, really I was, good. I wasn't taught, I don't think I was taught at school. I'm probably taught by my dad. Oh, right. So, yeah, something you don't pick up at school. You, you just have to learn because your dad likes it. And if, if right. your dad doesn't do that sort of thing, you won't learn. So. Right, exactly. And I guess this re a restart party is a place where people yeah. can, can, can learn these skills that we don't have anymore so much. Yeah, yeah what elements or kind of areas or themes mm -hmm. around restart and what you guys do, do you rarely get to talk about in sort yeah. of media interviews and stuff like that? Like, what do you want to, mm -hmm. what do you wish you could say more but nobody's asking you? I'd say... People are always very excited about the community events mm -hmm. and don't necessarily appreciate the, the bigger picture of what we are trying to do, like more of the, the nuances of the, the message that we're giving. So mm -hmm. it's all very cool and cute to talk about community repair as a nice sort of afterthought in a society mm. that's dominated by consumerism. Well, we are trying to use our practical events to get people to think about mm. a different way to consume altogether and a different relationship with the manufacturers of the products that yeah. we use. And one of the things we kind of we notice is that when we start talking about the bigger picture, often there's this kind of there is a kind of technology will save us idea. So better design you know there will be a new phone that will be the best phone of all phones it will be modular recyclable green made of organic biodegradable materials and and what really frustrates us is that that this lack of attention to to our behavior and kind of 
the, the way in which we're, we're going to relate to each other in the future. And so for us, our project is just as much social as it is environmental in the sense that when we think of a, a thriving repair economy tomorrow, we're thinking of skills being shared, value being circulated within a local economy that's very resilient and not necessarily coordinated by some you know, gigantic sharing economy app that's based in San Francisco. or you know, People don't really want to talk about what will it look like tomorrow when there are fewer jobs and, and when resources are scarcer. You know, how do we reorganize ourselves? And for us, that's actually the most interesting question. Will it be that there will be a time when, I don't know, but when cer- certain devices become economically repairable again? So like imagine, I don't know, maybe... Sometime in the future, the toaster or the kettle will not just become a disposable item. And, you know, and so what does that look like? Brick-and-mortar repair businesses on, the, on a high street? Probably not. But the question is, what, what, would it look, what could it look like if we're actually acting in a resilient way and being more efficient with resources locally? How do we do that in a way that provides the best lives for people, the best jobs? What's your name? My name's Ten. And you are a restarter? Yes. And what attracted you to becoming a restarter? How did you find out about it? A very long time ago, I wanted to be a hacker. And I got, was getting computers out of skips and fixing them myself. I think through the London hack space, I was looking for cool events. And I saw there was a restart party. And uh, I came to one because it it's, my, it's my kind of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm very much an environmentalist and I like fixing things, so it's right up my street. What's your favourite thing that you fixed at a restart party? A coffee grinder. And there's a great photo of me struggling with repairing this coffee grinder. But the great thing about it was I had, from GCSE physics, I knew the principles of how an electric motor worked, but I'd never looked at an electric motor. And then just using the basic principles and a bit of help from someone who knew a bit more about electric motors and was a bit more confident because in in the end I knew what to do to find what the problem was but I needed their extra confidence to get me to that point right we we fixed it and that was it and it was great because it was it was like a 1970s brawn coffee grinder so it was built when coffee grinders I mean it was basically bomb proof so all it needed was a bit of love, wow. and, and so and we fixed it. It was a learning process and a confidence-enabling process, but it, and it, was all, but it was already within my reach, so I didn't even have to do internet research and so on. Two weeks ago, I did a, a TV, which is kind of it's a leap from that sort of thing, so that was replacing some broken capacitors. Again, that's a technique that we sort of all know about, Right, but just applying it and doing it and seeing it work. Right, so it's kind of like the easy fixes are the best. Right, <laughs> how do you feel about the process of trying it? And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. It's a journey. I, like my favorite is when you have someone who's really invested in their item and really involved, and if they're doing a learning process as well. Because like I'm, I could you know I can pick stuff out of skips and do this by myself every day so but at a restart party hopefully the person who's bringing it also learns something so right. it's so that's the, the restart party brings that to it it's the involvement and the engagement and the combined learning yeah so it and it's really great when you know people with more skills or more confidence or, or a different perspective on something that's that's the best forgot what your original question no, was. No, that, was, I think a, that I... was a perfect answer. <laughs> the bottom so line nice. with most of the battery-operated small consumer gadgets and electronics is that the majority of the carbon and energy ever used in its entire life cycle from production, distribution, use, and disposal is in manufacture. 
I mean, like the vast majority of, of resources are spent in manufacture for these devices. So the argument that recycling will save us falls a bit flat. If we're going to be continually manufacturing and recycling, we're losing, we're losing a huge amount of energy in manufacture and we're spending a lot of carbon emissions there. There's no getting away from that, basically. Right, and um, I guess it's also to do with, so you get the thinner device that we're getting, which is using more carbon footprint, but if that device lasted five times as long, yeah. then that would, would be much better linked to that is the pressure on manufacturers to turn around like mm. millions of gadgets mm. at a specific time when yeah. a new product is launched is leading to more and more tensions at the manufacturing stage. Well, and, and yeah, pressure on workers. I exactly. mean, the, the abuses of workers, you know, the, the documented abuses of overtime, all kinds of pressure on people, they're, they're directly correlated to these tight time schedules that come through this hype machine, this kind of consumer hype machine that says, you know, the new phone is coming, yeah. everybody order, pre-order now. Right. That has a real human cost. And buy your new charger because of yeah. the fact that you won't be able yeah. to plug in your there old you one. Yeah, that yeah. has a real human cost. I mean, God knows I'm not going to defend, you know, Foxconn, that massive manufacturer, but they're put in a really difficult position. I mean, Apple comes to them and says, you know, well, you must do this or else, like, you know, we... I know it's probably a more difficult negotiation, but the bottom line is that, that humans, workers, pay the price when, when, in, with this model of consumption. And this is not to say that, you know, a lot of people would die to have those jobs to begin with in those economies. But it's, it's just about smoothing it to, out. Yeah. yeah. Decreasing the pressure yeah. at the time of launch and, you know, yeah. reducing that massive mm-hmm. pressure that comes from marketing and PR and just looking at things more holistically. And that's yeah. why we think it's crucial that it's the people, the citizens that regain a bit right. of a better understanding to actually drive this relationship in different directions. Because otherwise, we always see the powerful PR machine leading to front-page stories about the new gadget, and we never hear the other side of the story. And right. we want people to be able to make or more when we do, decisions. We do hear it, but sometimes it leaves us feeling powerless. Like, there's, you know, there's a big problem over there with labor, you know, full stop. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. And right. the fact is that it's, it's precisely the way, the pattern in which we consume that does cause that. And there's a way we could change that. And there's always in the media a focus specifically on one brand when they're yeah. trying to, like, right. paint a doom and gloom version of this story. And, you know, as much as we are critical about Apple's role in some of this in parts, it's we endemic. also know it yeah. is endemic right. and systemic, yeah. really. We need to have a different approach that includes all the big players because for better or worse they're all part of this problem right I mean people walk around with Android phones thinking that they're somehow not part of the problem because that is not called Apple and they're probably produced in the very same factories yeah and and with the same pressures like the exact same pressures to, to, to meet targets and that's why we're trying not to obsess on any specific device well we welcome how some companies and new social enterprises that are trying to do interesting new things with products but it's important to it's, focus yeah. on people and yeah. helping them to make sense of their relationship with stuff wow well okay. thank you so much both of you for sitting down with me and recording a theme that has run through today's show has been the educational value that can come from fixing something and that's what the restart podcast is going to explore what can we learn from the process of fixing things In the next episode, 
we're going to take a closer look at obsolescence. So you're invited to come back to join me for that party, but today's restart party is over. So it's time to pack up the equipment and say goodbye to each other. Bye, everybody. <laughs>